Welcome to Day Zero Update for October 11th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm Brian M. Perkins. And I'm Jan Red Victoria. And yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a light show this week. Uh, a bit light, some... but definitely not without substance. Uh, yeah. Some pretty heady stuff happened this week, I think. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, a lot of it's just uh, simple stuff as we get closer to the launch and the game start getting finished. Or close to being finished and getting dates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As well as learning a bit more about some of the machines that we are looking to pick up here. Yeah, uh, definitely. For the time being. So yeah, it's uh, some exciting times where we start seeing like what's making these uh, machines and these games interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I've been streaming uh, yesterday and today. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. of games here. Uh, the one I streamed today is Eichenfell. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the new releases that is uh, uh, kind of an indie RPG. Uh, more of a turn-based strategy RPG. Uh, where you are playing this girl who's like trying to figure out what happened to her sister. Uh, her sister is at this magic academy. I guess mm-hmm. kind of Harry Potter-ish. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but... Uh, something's happened, it's on lockdown, and she is trying to figure out, uh, at least where I'm at here in the first hour or so, uh, trying to, how to get in this lockdown academy. Uh, and initially, you get confronted by these ghosts that claim you are an ordinary uh, person that can't do magic. Uh, but then you start, uh, as you're getting uh, defeated in the first fight, as is tradition in JRPGs, uh, this uh, power awakens in you. It's kind of a, a fire magic power that uh, apparently nobody's ever seen before, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least the way that she's accessing it mm-hmm. uh, in some way. But uh, the fights are pretty interesting. You have this like 3 by 12 grid of spaces and uh, your character, uh, you get more in your party as you go. I just got the second character uh, by the end of the stream, and uh, you get to move around. You get to get a little time uh, uh, timeline thing that shows you like here's who's getting the next moves, that kind right. of stuff. So you can kind of plan ahead. Uh, but as you pick moves, it'll show you like oh these moves are going to affect uh, or can affect enemies in this space. Uh, two I have are kind of a bit different. Uh, one is just like a simple fireball. Mm-hmm. Uh, spell that uh, uh, has a bit of timing mechanic to it that's a bit more like Paper Mario. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of want to hit it at the right time for maximum damage. Uh, there's like a regular damage and there's like an, uh, a point where it just says, uh, oops, and then you do like one point of damage instead of what you <laughs> normally do. Uh, so you're kind of trying to at least hit the hit the normal damage uh, with that. Um, and Enemies so far have not been too bad uh, as far as uh, taking them out. Uh, the first boss you fight uh, is pretty tricky because it is a uh, a lantern, magic lantern, that is uh, challenging you to a fight, and it kind of creates these uh, flames that are moving around on the board, and you kind of want to take them out because they explode, and that does more damage than you do uh, to it alone with your magic. Uh, so yeah, it's been pretty nice so far. 
Uh, it has a nice amount of uh, options for some accessibility stuff, like turning off flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, has an option for giving you a heads up uh, with like content warnings. Yeah. Uh, if they go into uh, potentially sketchy story stuff, which I think the f- the one I saw was just self hate uh, with the you find in a best friend of your sister, and she's very much down on herself. So it's like content warnings, self hate. Uh, for that, mm-hmm. so you kind of get that kind of stuff to it, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so far it's been pretty nice. It's uh, it's out on everything: Switch, PS4, Xbox, uh, PC. Is on Game Pass, so you can get it on PC or Xbox that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PC Game Pass version doesn't have achievements or anything like that, and it was acting weird when I was trying to get ready to stream because I plugged in my DualShock Four. Every time I did it, the game would freeze. When I unplugged it, it would just keep going. Uh, once I turned on DS4 Windows, it started working correctly, but it was showing PlayStation buttons the split second that the DualShock was plugged in without that. So I don't know what is going on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up just plugging an Xbox controller in and it worked fine. But uh, yeah, that, uh, that game seems pretty neat. It's I think it's on sale, too. Uh, for launch week for 18 bucks, So you can get it for a pretty decent price uh, these days. All right. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you need a, an RPG that is not mm-hmm. uh, one of the ones out there that are stupid long, seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other games I streamed last night, I just played some multiplayer stuff, played some Fall Guys Season 2, uh, which I definitely got to see some of the new stages. And so far, there's some really cool stuff they added to it. They didn't add too many stages to it. It's like Mm -hmm. four or five, something like that right now. Uh, But they're pretty well designed to kind of uh, be different from the current stages that were in the first season, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty nice. Uh, One of the things they definitely do is uh, have more obstacles that are just unique to these uh, stages. The the one egg stage is pretty neat, though. The one point where I got to it, there was like 12 people, so it was like three teams of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put the uh, the egg basket area uh, in the middle, and you got to take it up these uh, to these other platforms that are fairly far away. So you're not there's less of a crowd around it uh, to the eggs, mm-hmm. and you kind of put this through this hole that kind of puts it into like a basket area but it's harder to get in and out so it's less like the the default one in there so that works out pretty well there's a couple of gauntlets that are pretty neat uh some that have like these rolling uh like logs i guess with uh mm-hmm. spikes on them yeah. uh, they and they put holes on the ground here so they can kind of push you into them or you can just fall into them if you're not paying attention uh that kind of stuff there's like swinging axes to play into the medieval theme for these stages and uh, uh, there's some like draw bridges that go up and down. So you don't have to play around with uh, your timing on that stuff. So they've done a good job adding new stages that are not just like old stages, but uh, uh, new skins on them. Yeah. Uh, and the one they do have that is also pretty neat, it's like a series of walls you have to get to that are progressively higher, but you have to move these blocks around to uh, make it easier to get up to them. And that's where the impatient people are just uh, crowding around them like lemmings uh, in a fun way. 
because <laughs> uh, they're all just like, uh, you know, I need up, I need up, make blocks closer. Let me jump up, up. I'm like, God, you idiot! Stop jumping on it because if you jump on the blocks, they're harder to push because they're heavier. Mm-hmm. And people just want to jump. They only want themselves to be able to get through a thing and not just uh, maybe work together for the good of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you end up seeing like uh, blocks on one side, like, oh, here's where all the, the smart people are at on this side. And all the dumb people are banging their heads against these blocks on the other <laughs> side, uh, which is uh, pretty nice for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's been fun for Fall Guys. And from what I've seen, people have already completed the season pass. Uh, but it seems to require less XP to do so. Uh, so I think they're definitely concerned about getting people uh, to the end. Because I don't think uh, that many did it the first time around. Yeah. Uh, so they're definitely concerned about that. I hope they end up adding some method for extending that even further. Just maybe offering uh, different color variants or whatever. But uh, that's been a lot of fun. I managed to get to the end, the final round, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, even got uh, a jump showdown uh, with uh, down to the final two and just ate it both times mm-hmm. uh, in fun ways. But yeah, uh, then played Rocket League. Uh, showed off a bit of what's new with uh, Rocket League. Now it's free to play. Uh, how they changed different things up and uh, just played a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, did well for the most part. Uh, ended it with uh, my 3v3 uh, ranking getting to Platinum 1, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, as I've been pretty consistently winning. Getting a couple of stupid people. The first match had a guy who decided that we were down 2 nothing with like three and a half minutes that the game was over and he was just going to play for the other team. Yeah. And I was like, man, you babies are so stupid. Uh Especially just people trying to forfeit the game with like, you know, ten seconds left. It's like, man, just play the game out. It's yeah. Ten seconds. It's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's still a lot of fun. Uh, that season pass, I still have uh, ways to go, but I'm in the, I'm in like twenty five, twenty six, somewhere around there. So, mm-hmm. um, also been playing a little bit more of the the Super Mario 3D All Stars, uh, particularly Sunshine for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm also kind of watching Giant Bomb's uh, Super Mario Sunshine playthrough, uh, which is a fun little show they did, uh, where they basically just turned it into uh, a betting game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you they had a gumball machine, uh, you put a quarter in, start of your turn. If you don't, if you die before you get the shine, you get the pass controller to the next person. Uh, yep. If they get it, they get to, you know, use the coin, uh, get a gumball. If it's, uh, depending on the color, it's either normal one, uh, one that might make you forfeit your uh, shines to somebody at the trade, uh, some stuff like that. Uh, basically, add like a kind of drinking game element to it, but not, not with any real drinking to it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, still working my way through that, but uh, it's okay. Uh, it's still an okay game. It's just not. Mm. It's just. It just felt like they added too many things to worry about control-wise. Mm. Uh, to what uh, Super Mario 64 was, 
which is kind of just about right uh, for what it needed. But yeah, uh, it's an all right game. Like definitely, yeah. Galaxy's the the highlight of that collection. Uh, but Sunshine's okay, mm-hmm. and that's been uh, pretty much it. How about you, Brandon? Well, uh, I'm still playing 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Um, I am, I think, just about done with the uh, story part of that game. Um, and I've still got a ways to go as far as the combat is concerned. Uh, anybody who goes on SmashPad.com, you'll see my review on there. Um, and uh, that was one of the hardest reviews <laughs> I've ever had to write because... So much of what makes this game so awesome requires that you kind of go, you kind of go in it blind just a little bit, um, because there is so much amazing shit that happens in the story with so many twists and turns that trying to actually explain it basically ruins the whole experience. Um, but it manages to essentially like. Like, all the weird idiosyncrasies you see about this particular uh, games universe. Like, you know, why is it set in a town called Sakura instead of, you know, Tokyo? Why is, uh, you know, why did they seem to use these copyright-friendly uh, references for uh, major franchises like UFO Wars is Star Wars or uh, Exterminator is Terminator? Uh no, they have a reason for all of them, and it's like, I mean, it, I, I say at the very beginning of the review that it doesn't take really long for the game's story to veer off the, veer off the track into Crazy Town, but man, I was being generous, if anything. That was, this game goes into some deep, like, Philip K. Dick type shit. Like, we're talking, like, total recall, minority report, you know, through a, through a scanner darkly, that type of stuff. And it's, damn, I, I have to say, George Kamitani, man, you've been holding out on us, because if this is the type of scenario you can write, you know, when you're doing a game focused on storytelling, damn, you're, he's good. If there's a if there is a Saiyan award in Japan that they give out for scenario writers for games, I hope he gets one because he 100% deserves it. Um, but uh, also in between that, I've also been playing Garu Mark of the Wolves. It's the uh, more recent, pretty much the latest and probably the last Fatal Fury game. Uh, basically, it's like a Fatal Fury with like a 10 year time skip. Basically, all the characters that you're playing now are either descendants of the original cast or they are uh, references to. Um, the only like original character that you'll run into in the game is Terry Bogard, and he is a more or less like a sub-boss you fight before you go off and fight the two main guys. Um, but it's a Fatal Fury game, which means it's very technically complex for a fighting game. A lot of fun, um, but it will absolutely kick your ass if you're not up on being able to play a fighting game well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, basically what I've been doing. So, Dan Reb, what about you? 
Yeah, um, most of my play has been on a game that I can't talk about yet, but I can talk about one of them now, and that one is uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix, which, believe it or not, is a game I actually like. I like a lot, actually. Um, So I have never played any of the previous Nickelodeon Kart Racing games, and, you know, if if I'm going to go ahead and, like, look at my history with Nickelodeon games, it's it's, it's pretty barren. Um, Yeah. I I, I played the SpongeBob game this year, which is actually pretty awesome, and then there's this one. And um, one of the reasons why I'm surprised is um, the roster is pretty damn stacked. Like, um, I, I haven't watched Nickelodeon in years, but, you know, this this game has SpongeBob. It has the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has the, the kids from Avatar. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is, this is pretty cool. So, you know, I'm using all of them. Um, and I guess my main complaint is that while it's, it, it's pretty much a um, – it's pretty much an alternative to Mario Kart, but it doesn't really play like Mario Kart. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot it's a lot a lot like like Mod Nation Racers, where you know you got to use um, or any other kart racer these days, where you have to use the shoulder buttons to actually accelerate your car. And I'm like, why can't I just use the face buttons in Mario Kart? Like if 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 it was a a knockoff of Mario Kart, it would be a better game, uh, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one of the the adjustments that that I've had to make, but. Um, yeah, so far the the courses aren't all that bad. Um, the what we- the weapons are pretty cool, and um, I do like the, uh, the 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 trick boosts that you do whenever you go over a ramp. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty impressed, and uh, I look forward to play more of it as soon as I get this other review done that I'll, I'll talk about maybe a, a week or two from now. Um, I've, also, I've also been playing Among Us, um, which is pretty much a caught mobile by storm. Uh, this game came out last year, but it only really started to gain some popularity about maybe a month and a half ago. And uh, if you haven't played it before, think of um, one of those Jackbox games where you have to figure out like who the faker is. It's the same sort of thing here. You pretty much operate a ship and do certain tasks, and you have to find out who the murderer is or uh, that sort of thing. And I've, I've, I haven't had yeah. the problem of being the, being the bad guy yet, but it's always a pretty good ruckus. I've been playing it with people at work when we're, when we're on breaks and... Uh, pretty fun um i do think it would be better on switch though mainly because um i hate playing with uh touch screen control sticks because there's uh-huh. just no way to know where you're really 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 tilting and it really makes the experience weird um i know the game's yeah. av- i know the game's also available on steam but i don't want to pay for it so there's that um and then lastly animal crossing you know i'm, I'm playing every day to get those candies for halloween um, I've never played Animal Crossing uh, during the Halloween season before, and playing it now is pretty refreshing, especially with all the new customization options we have with the avatar. Like we can go ahead and make our character green, we can get makeup, we can turn our character, we can have like teeth like vampires and stuff like that. So there's a little, um, a whole lot of different stuff to really keep us playing, and it's re- really been cool. Plus, um, part of the reason why it kind of uh, kind of dried up for me was because um, a lot of the customizations you get like the diys all were um duplicates and now that they've all been refreshed with halloween stuff it's totally a different experience like the, the halloween items you get in the game are a whole lot better than the easter ones like like it, it's night and day so yeah um i've pretty much uh, grown a pumpkin patch in my uh my uh behind my town hall um and i, I um i'm actually really looking forward to halloween when the uh, trick-or-treating event starts so um yeah that's pretty much it all right. All right. So yeah, we got uh, some news here. A lot of stuff here is just dates and such. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But first up, Cyberpunk 2077 has finally gone gold. Oh, thank you, sweet God almighty. Yeah, I think I just saw an ad for it on TV, so... Yeah. Seems like it might be real. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Yeah, they they, uh, put it on during the NBA Finals, so there's definitely going to be some uh, holiday attention there. Uh, Just keep in mind, though, I mean, like, going gold these days doesn't really mean anything, especially since, like, you know... um, Physical games are becoming less commonplace, but the main thing with going gold that's important is that we're not going to miss a date here. It's going to yeah. definitely come in November. Yeah, yeah, it means that they start working on their first update, uh, the stuff they need for day one, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, finally they've got a date that seems like it's going to hit, unless something terrible happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, one more step to getting that game in your hands. Uh, a month from now. Yeah. Barring, bar, barring a review code, like I'm, I'm assuming like we're all we're all getting this day one, right? Yeah, I'm uh, getting it. I got it reserved at GameStop, so yeah, I'm what, getting what, it day what, one. What's everyone's platform preference for this one? Well, I'm doing PS4. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah not. I got mine on, on Xbox primarily because I thought I would be up grading to the Series X sooner than later, but this was way before the Halo uh, delay, so um, I'm kind of torn on whether I should switch my pre-order to PS4, but I figure I'll just skip my Xbox on. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I might just do Gamefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, get probably PS4 on that uh, cool. for the time being. Check it out. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think I want to spend the money on it right now, and I'd rather wait until it's the the upgrade for next-gen. Yeah, uh, which seems like it's going to be at least a few months away. Yeah, but I want this game now. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the the weird conundrum of the whole thing. It's like, oh, this would be nice to have on the shiny new consoles, but that's happening way after launch. Yeah, yeah. I, the, 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 I, 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 the, the main thing, though, is that it, it, it's going to have a free upgrade. So whether you get it now or later, you I mean you're, you're pretty much paying the same amount. But considering how stacked yeah. the number is, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there'll be more chance of a sale between now and whenever the update happens. That's yeah. true. Uh, so um, I'm pretty – so, yeah, this uh, – I'm also pretty sure this game's probably going to have a substantial day one update. So – Yeah. And if it's like their handling of Witcher 3, they had a lot of small – bits of content outside of their paid stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they'll probably do a good job of keeping people going there. Yeah. So uh, that comes out, let's see, I think it's uh, the 19th. next month. On the 19th next month. That's right. Yeah, the week after the consoles launch. Yep. Uh, it's like the, hey, there's still stuff here on the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun to see the chaos of that week or two there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, man, it's, it's, that game has gone through, like, one hell of a development cycle. Um, yeah. Like, uh, that game was, like, first announced, like, God, what was it, like, 2013? I don't know, but it was quite a while ago. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, that's fairly common for CD Projekt Red's games. They take their time on them, so. Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh. It's uh, gonna be interesting to see like what, what the the feedback on that game is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of stuff that's happening here around the time the consoles are launching, we've got uh, 
one of the more exciting things that EA is doing uh, here, uh, which is a remaster of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, mm-hmm. uh, the last Criterion game. Yep. Uh, arguably dunking on their entire Need for Speed franchise by putting one that is way better than all the ones they put out this gen. Oh, yeah. Uh, right here at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be on uh, all the current consoles, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, I'm not sure what the price is. Let's see. 40 bucks for consoles, 30 bucks on Steam and Origin. Uh, includes all the DLC, uh, an overhauled photo mode, and new achievements. Uh, I guess it has cross-platform multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Maybe upgrades to the next gen. I don't remember hearing that, but uh, yeah, if you're in the mood for a racing game, that is a damn good one right there. Yeah, this one's pretty bizarre to me. I mean, uh, my 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 Need for Speed uh, fandom doesn't go too far, but you know, I, I definitely played most of the entries, and out of all of them to remaster, this one definitely would not have been my first choice. I probably would have gone gone with Underground, but after watching this trailer, I'm like, this could be pretty good. So hopefully yeah. it doesn't does, does well for them. At the same time, I'm I'm still pulling for my uh, Burnout Three Takedown remake whenever that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is, I want to say Criterion's working on this. So it's like them kind of getting back into the groove of working on games again. So uh, that'll be exciting to see. Most wanted it would also be good to see as well as like the the like semi-Burnout Paradise-ish Need for Speed game that uh, was directly made by those same people. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that is. I'll probably at least check out the the trial on EA Play. Uh, but let's talk about something that was announced quite a while ago uh, that is finally coming out. Raise the Dead. Yep. Uh, if you remember, uh, I think it was E3 2013 where Sony had the like ring of indies, indie developers mm-hmm. to uh, talk about the games they were bringing to the PS4. Uh, there was like a Transistor was on there and a bunch of others. Uh, one of them oh, was yeah. a game called Raise the Dead, as in Ray apostrophe S. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dead, because the main character's name is Ray. Uh, that was announced there, and it is finally coming out here seven years later. <laughs> uh, went through Kickstarter and all that. Uh, I guess it'll be 20 bucks when it's launching. Uh, PS4 uh, and PC via Steam on October 22nd. Here right before Halloween. Uh, let's see. It'll be out in Europe uh, a little bit later than that and switch in 2021. Uh, excited for this. I actually backed it because I was like, I want to get it on this when that happens. And it's been a few years later after that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, uh, from what I've seen, kind of has a bit of a uh, uh, a little bit like maybe Pikmin, but zombies uh-huh. to it. So you're kind of a heavier horde that Ray is leading uh, to take down enemies and all kinds of stuff. So uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty neat. Hopefully that's as good as it uh, uh, could be. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's happening. And uh, oh yeah, update coming out later this week 
on a Friday, I believe, uh, you can see uh, Ghost of Tsushima getting its mm-hmm. first big updates here. Yes. Yeah. I put the wrong link on this. Uh, find it here. Where is it? It is uh, 1.1. How'd the link go? There it is. Okay. Oh, I didn't put the right one on there, but uh, anyway, uh, it is going to be adding the Legends co-op multiplayer experience. Uh, with that, uh, the let's see, uh, New Game Plus. It's also going to be adding to it, and uh, I believe also there's a uh, cool little thing they're adding is lets you pet the dog in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can kind of uh, do that as well. Yeah, let's see. What else let's say here? Oh, they got a nice little trailer for it. Yeah, there's like classes in the uh, co-op mode. Uh, Samurai, Hunter, Ronin, and Assassin. Yep. So you kind of have to work together on that stuff. Uh, there'll be story missions mm-hmm. uh, in there, as well as survival stuff. Uh, with up to four people, uh, as well as raids. Yeah. That kind of... Uh, uh, add some more uh, uh, enticing content to that. So yeah, they're adding to their photo mode as well, so you can uh, show off all the new masks and such in that. Uh, lots of cosmetics for the Legends mode, uh, new trophies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Game Plus, you'll be able to do that. Uh, start from the release to the open world, show that your Jin's initial confrontation with the Khan. Keep all the techniques, gear, and vanity items you've obtained before. Difficulty increased. Uh, but you can still adjust it if you need to. Uh, you get a brand new New Game Plus horse. Features vibrant red mane and unique saddle. Mm. More powerful charms, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, new trophies just for the New Game Plus mode. Uh, there's a ghost flower merchant in New Game Plus. Uh, that is a special cosmetic item, I believe. If you complete a tale or activity and already have the reward, you'll earn ghost flowers in its place. So mm-hmm. you completed Jin's journey before. It's, uh, you get these ghost flowers for new armor dyes, other vanity gear. Uh, so that's another way they're adding more stuff to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's also armor loadouts. So you can have different sets for that stuff mm-hmm. uh, for the different uh, ways you're playing it. Uh, they're also adding total play time on your saved uh, game when you go to save it. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's a pretty big update for them. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a whole new dimension to the game. Yep, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, in one of these other stories. But this also adds an unlocked frame rate mode mm-hmm. that will definitely benefit it when you get to the PS5. Oh yes. But yeah, here we're going to go to the, the big roundup of news here for PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, launch new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Bug Snacks finally coming out. Uh, it'll be out November 12th. Uh, PS5, PS4, and Epic Game Store. So you can uh, finally experience uh, what everybody's been talking about. Yeah, and that and- food comes to life and has spider legs. Yeah, and then it does uh, things. There's a lot of different creepy foods. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also announced the cast, the voice cast, which they got uh, quite a bit of voice actors in this and some ridiculous character names. Uh, character names like Wombus Troubleham. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Fred Tatascior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiggle Wigglebottom. Yep. Kenna Ramsey. Uh, Chanlo Funkbun, which is Yuri <laughs> Lowenthal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Peter Parker, if you need to know him. Uh, Philbo Fiddlepie. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiced by Max Middleman. Uh, who's Saitama in One Punch Man. Uh, Gramble mm-hmm. Giggle Funny. Sam Rigel from Critical Role. Uh, Shelda, voiced by Deborah Wilson, who's in Jedi Fallen Order. Flufty Fizzlebean, mm-hmm. voiced by Casey Mongillo. Egabel Better Nugget. Yeah. Frida Wolf. Frida Wolf, uh, who's Loba in Apex Legends. Befica Winklestoot. Sandra <laughs> Lee Morris, is in Persona 5. Yep. Snorpy Fizzlebean. Roger Craig Smith. Who's a legendary voice actor? Yeah. Uh, Crondo Face, Rick Zeef, Terminator mm-hmm. 3. Uh, Clumby Clumbernut, Barbara Goodson, who's Rita Repulsa, I guess. Yep. Uh, Elizabeth Megafig, Helen Sadler, Tiffany Lottablog, Haviland Stillwell, mm-hmm. and even more characters here. Uh, some that are just voicing some of the critters themselves. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, there's a lot of fun there. I believe it's going to be 25 bucks at launch. Uh, so yeah, it's looks like it's going to be a fun game. Preview videos went out so people didn't be able to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely looks pretty fun. Yeah, looks pretty bizarre. I'm into it. Oh yeah, uh, I want ever whatever it was who came up with the idea of this game. I want what they were smoking. Well, these are the same people that came up with uh, Octodad, so yeah, it, 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 it was some very, very heavy, heavy Jamaican weed, like the type that you know they soak up in like formaldehyde and shit before they soak it. Yeah, because yeah. that takes some serious intoxication to come up with a concept like this. Yeah, yeah, and it's taken a while to get to fruition too. Because mm-hmm. uh, that game came out at least on the consoles the uh, spring after the PS4 launched, mm-hmm. uh, and so now the their follow up is here for the the launch of the PS5. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be exciting. To check out one of the another game to check out for that launch. Uh, also coming to the PS5 uh, shortly after launch here is Worms Rumble. It's got a December first date for PS5, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ahead of launch, they're going to be doing a beta on November 6th to the 8th. Mm. I think that is... I'm trying to see if that was for PS Plus members or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free to all PS Plus subscribers. So everybody on PS4 can uh, check it out if you have a PS Plus subscription. So that's kind of a more more traditional Worms multiplayer game, or more traditional multiplayer game featuring the Worms. Yeah, versus traditional Worms multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some like battle royale esque modes, as well as deathmatch uh, stuff like that. So uh, that seems like it could be pretty neat. Uh, it has cross play support, so you'll be able to play against anybody uh, that has a game, regardless of platform. So that'll definitely help out. Uh, also coming out around uh, a little bit after launch is the Medium. Uh, it's December 10th for Xbox Series X and S and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, the ho- new horror game from Bloober Team. Uh, it's just next-gen only. Oh, yeah. 
It has the the weird like split split screen stuff. Yeah, I I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, this is this is some intense looking shit. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I believe it has uh, was it Kiriyama Oka, the composer of the Silent Hill games. Mm-hmm. It's also working on this, so it'll definitely sound uh, messed up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, it's another game to check out for your shiny new console. Uh, one that's going to be delayed a little bit was expected to be around launch. Uh, the Outriders. Yeah. Uh, but it's been pushed to February second, twenty twenty one. Uh, so Groundhog Day right there. Yep. Uh, that'll be PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, uh, okay. as well as Google Stadia at a later date. It has uh, free upgrades for uh, Xbox and PlayStation. And, yeah, that's the the game they describe here as being like Mass Effect merged with Fallout and some Borderlands-style loot stuff, uh, which could be neat. Uh, that's one I don't think I've seen too much of. I've heard some good things, but yeah, that'll be one I'll have to keep an eye on. See how it turns out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sony uh, put out a good bit of information uh, for this week. Uh, they posted a teardown video of the console uh, by one of their uh, Japanese engineers who definitely confirmed that it is a very large console. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, which is not a surprise, uh, but definitely the uh, kind of scale of everything that's in there uh, is pretty uh, impressive. Uh, so he shows uh, off a bit of the box here, uh, the two USB uh, ports back there, the LAN ports, HDMI, uh, all that good stuff, the power port. Uh and the kind of surprise is that the 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 flaps on the sides kind of just snap off, yeah. uh, so that you can more easily kind of service it. Yeah. Uh, also surprising, the uh, the base that holds it up, uh, you can unscrew it, and you kind of plug the screw into this little hole on the the bottom. Yeah. Uh, put the uh, and to kind of twist it to kind of store it safely, and yeah. you just use that and hook it on the the back side of the bottom flap, and that mm-hmm. is the base for the bottom part. Yep. So it's kind of a reusable. Which the Xbox Twitter account really tried to slam them for this and show that you mm-hmm. just tip their box over uh, to put it on the side. And it's like, okay, you're going to start a war over a base <laughs> when. One console can remove it, and the other one can't. Yeah, it's like it's like a most minor thing to try to get like Twitter points for. Yeah, like they ended up deleting it too, so <laughs> they realized that shortly after, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the box itself looks pretty impressive in design. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get the the uh, flaps off, they show off the the big fans that are on it and how much Mm -hmm. of this box is kind of built around just cooling Mm -hmm. uh, the system and keeping it as cool as it can. Uh, They showed a bit of the SSD slot, the NVMe slot 
mm-hmm. uh, which seems to suggest it'll be able to hold uh, all of the uh, typical sizes for that. They had them all yeah. marked like 80, 60, 42, 30, I think. I forget the last number is, but uh, we'll have some options there for the size of the stick uh, that you put yeah. in. Uh, so that'll be uh, pretty good. I think Western Digital announced their first PS5 compatible uh, series of uh, SSDs. Uh, the one mm. terabytes was like 230 I think, for the price. Uh, so it'll be a sizable price, which is why I would probably wait until next year at least to look into upgrading that. Mm-hmm. Uh, worry more about getting like an external drive that you can attach to it for uh, your older games on there mm. uh, for the time being. But yeah, they he kind of shows how to take it apart, you know, pulling off the stickers to avoid the warranty and all that, and all the things in it. It's a it's a pretty fun little video. Uh, you do see like the the gigantic heatsink in it uh-huh. that is uh, showing like how much work they put into trying to keep this thing cool because these are fairly uh, new tech and this stuff for both this and the Xbox. Uh, they showed off a bit of the uh, the liquid metal cooling for the CPU, which looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty impressive design for a box. Mm-hmm. Definitely looks like they have room to improve in the future for a slimmer, slimmer follow-up. Yes. Uh, but for people that need to repair stuff, it seems like it'll probably be pretty straightforward uh, for the most part. So that's kind of that whole thing. Uh, let's see. They did finally get around to talking about BC mm-hmm. uh, with a little questionnaire here for that stuff, uh, as well as like a a page on there. Uh, PlayStation support uh, site that has uh, some more stuff even beyond that. But it seems like there's only about 10 games that uh, do not work hmm. on the PS5, which includes a weird selection of games uh, that you might not expect. Stuff like uh, Shadow Complex Remastered, yeah. Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Robinson the Journey, which is a PSVR game, mm-hmm. as well as... Uh, I always forget how to pronounce this. It's spelled D-W-V-R. I think it's like Dwarver, something like that. Um, yeah. But that's a VR game there. It's like Shadwin, a couple others. Uh, and one is called Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma, Volume 1. Which I remember back in the day, an Afro Samurai game came out that was so terrible, the devs couldn't finish it, refunded everybody's money, and had it delisted. Yeah. Uh, so that game is that. But PT is not on this list. Mm-hmm. It seems like if you've managed to keep it on your hard drive, uh, you will be able to transfer it over to this new PS5 and play it. Mm-hmm. So people can sell PS5s with PT on it for extra money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it seems like uh, well more than 99% of games are going to be working on here. And... It seems like basically if any games have unlocked frame rates, they should be able to run much more smoothly mm-hmm. on this system. Uh, it should be good for a lot of the games that have uh, performance modes that unlock that frame rate. Yeah. Uh, especially games that maybe don't have that option, like Bloodborne, but this should be able to at least lock it in at 30 FPS consistently. 
as uh, that game has uh, a few areas where it uh, doesn't run that well. Uh, it definitely would be really nice if they could get with From uh, software and see about getting like a proper update on that game. But uh, yeah, they describe how to get your uh, system set up for this. Uh, basically saying like you just uh, pull it down in your library as you log in with your account uh, to access that stuff. Uh, if you have the PS5 with the disk drive, you can just put your disks in as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, as I say here, uh, Game Boost seems to be their uh, version of like boost mode that the PS4 Pro has. Mm-hmm. Be able to run games with extra power to it if they have you know unlocked frame rates, dynamic uh, resolution, that kind of stuff to be better. Those should be much more smooth and uh, look a good bit better. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see how that stuff seems to do in uh, in action. Uh, mm-hmm. PSVR stuff will work. They're still talking about that adapter you need for the camera. Yeah, uh, the PS4's camera. No, Which PS5. I never use anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, the PS5 camera is not compatible with it. I'm curious why, what the difference is there, but... Uh, yeah, you need the, the headset, DualShock 4 controllers, and move controllers for that VR stuff, and that stuff will all work. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation Now will be on it. Uh, so you can play those uh, BC games through there, uh, as well as, I assume, PS3 stuff. Uh, streams through there, too. Uh, your PS Plus games will also work on there. So that was the thing I was thinking about because I think For Honor, they just announced that that's going to get a an upgrade for PS5 that's free. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you got it through PS Plus doing the upgrade, as it seems like it goes through the store, the PlayStation Store, if that will somehow unlock it from needing PS Plus anymore. Because mm-hmm. it would seem like it would be functionally the same as if you had bought it. Uh I'm curious how some of this stuff works because I think if uh, PS Plus games came out with uh, they put out new versions that were free by a cross cross buy, mm-hmm. uh, you grab those cross buy versions that you were entitled to because you own the game. Technically, uh, it unlocked it from the PS Plus requirement, so you no longer had an expiration date on those games. So something mm-hmm. like that could happen for the PS Plus stuff on these upgrades would be pretty nice. A uh, nice little bonus on that stuff. Uh, you can stream games from your PS4 to the PS5 uh, mm-hmm. through remote play, as well as PlayStation Now streaming. Uh, so you can save your storage space on your PS5, as well as uh, uh, you know, offloading some of the work on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you won't be able to use the Game Boost, which makes sense, because you're just sending a video feed. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of wild, streaming from one console to another. Uh, typically it's been, you know, playing PS4 stuff on Vita, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, but having both a PS4 and a PS5 hooked up and using the new console <laughs> to play the games on the old ones. Yeah. Instead of from the old console, but I, I assume mm-hmm. you would have one in a different room. Yeah. Uh, maybe, but, uh, your saves transfer over. Uh, if you have PS Plus, you have the cloud storage. You can do it through that. Otherwise, you can put a USB stick or uh, external drive to back up those saves and put them on the PS5. So you can manage all that for the BC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 
the ability to transfer saves between the PS4 and PS5 versions of the same game that gets upgraded. Uh, it's a developer decision, they say here. We'll vary title by title for cross-generational games. Mm-hmm. That's not great, but they do say here for Miles Morales, Sackboy Big Adventure, uh, those will be allowing you to save transfer between them. Mm-hmm. And let's see, games that are only playable on PS4 will be noted on PlayStation Store as playable on PS4 only on the pages. But as we noted, there's only like 10 games there. So it's not going to be too many of those. Um, yeah, that seems largely it. Let me see what's on the support page. So there might be something else here. Uh, I think it's... Okay, you can use the DualSense to play PS4 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as some third-party game, third-party controllers. Uh, the specialty peripherals will work. So sticks, uh, racing wheels, flight sticks, arcade sticks, all that. Uh, move controllers, PSVR aim controllers are also supported for VR stuff. Uh, PS5 games are not compatible with DualShock 4. You can adjust the strength of the vibration on PS5. Mm-hmm. Let's see... Platinum Gold wireless headsets, as well as third-party headsets. Connecting via yeah. USB or audio jack will also work. And that'll work with the 3D audio stuff. They put out a little article on that. And there's kind of an interesting thing here with uh, like the share menu will not display for PS4 games on the PS5. Uh, but I think that's because you're using the new create mode. Uh, create menu, what they're having that's going to do largely the same things. Uh, but I assume it's going to uh, let you uh, do more editing and processing stuff with the, the photos and videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HDR is automatically switched on for PS5 consoles. So you got to turn that off if you don't want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no second screen apps or game companion apps. Uh, some of that stuff. So yeah, there's... There's a lot of things here. People are obsessing about weird terms because mm-hmm. they don't have the thing to uh, double check things. But uh, that's that. Uh, last thing here. Sony's doing a little bit of tweaking of the trophies, uh, particularly the leveling system, mm-hmm. which has been the same since it launched uh, about 10 years ago, I think, at this point. It's like 2009 or 2010, I forget. Uh, but they're changing the leveling system so that there are more gradients. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus just one to one hundred, where people would be stuck on one level for you know years. Uh, here, there's now one nine hundred ninety nine, and they are tiered. So one to two ninety nine is bronze tier, three hundred to five ninety nine is silver tier, six hundred to mm-hmm. nine ninety eight is gold, and nine ninety nine is a platinum tier. Like mine got upgraded from like thirty two to four thirty three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Sort of about middle of silver. So uh, I don't think they mention anything else here that's different. But I think somebody caught a early version of the the French article on this that mentioned trophy tracking, similar to what like Xbox had for a while there, mm. uh, where it could show you like how you were progressing towards like collection trophies or that kind of stuff. Uh, it's still they have it. Yeah. Well, Xbox, it doesn't require it anymore for devs to implement yeah. that tracking. It's, so 
it's it's definitely still a feature that, that, that that's trackable. Yeah, if devs wanted it. Yeah, which uh, definitely seen a number of uh, achievements where it's like, oh, they're not doing that anymore on some of these games, uh, but some are. But yeah, that's gonna. That seems like it's gonna be a thing. They just weirdly just removed it from this announcement to do, I guess, in a couple weeks here. Yeah. But that'll be good when that happens. Yep. Uh, so that's it for our launch news roundup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the hefty stuff. Um, out of all these games listed, the only one I actually care about is Bugstack. And that's, that's also going to be on PS4 and at the game store, so it's not like you're missing much if you don't have a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, um, A lot of the TLDR information is stuff that Pretty much, if if you have a PS4 and you're hoping to get a PS5 now, the PS5 will pretty much replace your PS4 for all intents and purposes. So yeah. that, that that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that I can go ahead and take my external hard drive and just plug it into the PS5 and not have to worry about too many things installing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that um, a lot of the stuff won't won't require me to download very 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 many things. So it'll be pretty seamless, and I'm and I'm looking forward to that. Then as as far as like the teardown and stuff, um. I'm someone that usually does like to uh, upgrade my uh, S, uh, SSD. Um, it doesn't look it'll be it doesn't it doesn't look like it, it'll be as easy this time around, but we'll see. But I do hope the form factor does do a lot for um, the cooling, primarily because like I mean I have a I have a PS4 Pro, and when it came to games like Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, my PS4 sounded like a jet engine. So uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm I'm hoping this is no longer the case with the with a PS5, but um, yeah. I mean, look, look. I'm looking forward to next gen. Like, I'm just worried about like I don't really complain about size all that much, but when you look at the size of these consoles, like they don't really they don't have a form factor that makes a lot of sense for a, a modern day entertainment center. So some changes. Yeah, will have to be- a lot of them are. It's like at some point, it's like okay, this is a lot larger than it probably has to be. Uh, I mean, if, like, I, if I it wasn't totally an issue, it, I think like, that would be the case. Yeah, like from, there's a lot of um, complaining from people that have Xbox Series X already about um, the fact that it's, it, it gets pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do have to applaud Microsoft for like you know trying to make everything work in, in that form factor. But like the, the main thing for me is like I feel like designers or you know the hardware manufacturers for for the most part are focusing a little bit too too much on. Um, Gamers who are also streamers, like I, I, I totally get it. Like, like this generation, we have the share button. You know, Twitch is as as huge as it is. But you know, for the main part, for the main, um, the main reason to get a console over a PC is the fact that you know you can play it from the comfort on your couch on, uh, and in your living room. Whereas you know, um, I, I totally get uh, the understanding of having like your computer, your console, be as powerful as a computer and things like that. But it just seems Which like if, we're, if you if you look at it. If you actually look at like the Xbox Series X itself, like the actual console, it actually does look like a disk drive. Like I mean, a, they both they both do, you know. So yeah. yeah, but like what I mean is like the Xbox Series X looks very much like a what a traditional like you know what it what it traditionally looks like when you're thinking of like a a disk drive for like a PC. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the weird weird thing about the Xbox design is it's kind of like a heat chimney. Yeah. Which is supposed to shoot all the heat upwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, though if you're putting it on its side, then it just kind of gets weird. 
Yeah, I, which is probably why I, I guess. Yeah, you. I don't think that that's that wouldn't be a good idea. No, yeah. I don't think you're gonna want to play this right side up. Yeah, that'll be both of these consoles will be kind of interesting challenges for people's entertainment spaces. Have they said anything about how much the Xbox Series X actually weighs? Because uh, it looks check. pretty hefty. I think it was like eight to, nine, eight to ten, nine pounds, something like that. Uh, yeah. it's pretty hefty. Nine point eight pounds for the yeah, Series that's almost X. Almost ten pounds. That's uh. Yeah, the PS5 a, is I think ten pounds exactly. So yeah, they're about the same amount of weight. Yeah, and the Series S is about four point two five pounds. Mm. Oh, it's half. Yeah, the X is about 12 inches long or tall, however you want to put it. Uh, yeah, 6 by 6 uh, around it. Mm. So yeah, these are, these are chunky boys. Uh, yeah, there's some heckin' chunkers. Yeah. Yep, so... If I go yeah. Series X, I might have to put it behind my TV. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like the... My setup right now is basically I have my TV uh, on the back of my entertainment center and the consoles are sitting right in front of it. And these would not be great to have like taken up real estate on the TV, blocking mm-hmm. corners of it or whatever. Uh, so I might have to see what I have to do. I don't really want to put it below because there's not great airflow there. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see what I do. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, things you probably shouldn't do, but somebody figured out how to do. Yeah. Uh, the RTX 3090s are out for mm-hmm. the rich people that can buy them. Uh, and somebody figured out to install and run Crisis in the VRAM on his 3090. <laughs> Why? Uh, so that has 24 Why? gigs of virtual memory. And yeah. he used a program called GPU RAM Drive to create a partition on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 gigs of that to install the game. Uh, so 9 gigs for the game itself to run for the VRAM, uh, mm-hmm. which is good enough for a game that is uh, pretty old. Or This is Crisis yeah. 3. That's, the title's wrong on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Crisis 3, so uh, either way, still a a uh, fairly old game from the 360 generation. Yeah. Uh, managed to do that uh, running at 4K, very high settings, so you got a very good FPS out of it, even though it's very quick, which it should because it's uh, VRAM memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, the total VRAM being used while it's doing this is with 20 gigs of the 24. So, yeah, something you probably shouldn't do, but uh, he follows up on this tweet saying, uh, you, when someone tells you they installed a game on their graphics card, quote, that's not really how it works. You install on your hard drive. Let me Here, let me see. Oh my god, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like it runs runs fine, as like memory uh-huh. uh, goes. And, yep. uh, you know, another achievement in the what can run Crisis games on it. Yeah, kind of it's thing. like the new can it run Doom. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, this is like a pretty fun, uh, weird thing that somebody figured out how to do. So that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh yeah, next story here. You remember Crucible? The Amazon yeah, game that came out. Most people don't. Yeah, it's an Amazon game that came out, free to play shooter. Yeah, uh, came out and nobody really played it. So nope, they said, it "Just went." Hey. Yeah, they uh, said, "Hey, let's uh, let's unrelease it." Yeah, uh, put it back into beta, and uh, see if we can get this to where it needs to be. Yeah, and they I guess they decide. Uh, yeah, we can't do anything with this. Yeah, uh, so they're shutting it down on November 9th. Uh, the day before the Xbox Series X comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the team will be transitioning to development on Amazon's new MMO, New World. So, I guess the one that Teresa played. So, hey. Mm. Uh, I guess they figured out uh, New World maybe has a better future for it. Mm-hmm. Versus yet another uh, free-to-play shooter out there that's not uh, any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, unfortunate for the team to work on this game for so long and have basically nothing to show for it uh, at the end, but uh, at least they're getting moved over to something else so they can sort of keep their jobs. You know, if they work on something that will stick around for a bit longer. Yeah. But yeah, right. that's uh, that's Crucible. Yeah, and, that, uh, uh, that game did not have a chance, I'm going to be honest. It yeah. did not have a chance in hell. It was one of those weird projects out of Amazon. We're like, well, this one's actually going to release. Yeah. And then you see like, oh, uh, somebody forgot to make this good mm. at some point. Uh, yeah, speaking of games that uh, no longer in development, uh, you remember we talked about Lab Zero Games, uh, the fact that there was pretty much nobody working in the, working there anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, their most recent game, Indivisible, uh, is basically done with development as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a shame because I think as part of uh, the Indiegogo uh, uh, campaign they ran for that, there was going to be yep. a bunch of DLC they were working on. Yeah, uh, I think there was going to uh, be like some guest characters and stuff they were going to bring in too from like other franchises, stuff like that. Yeah, and unfortunately, most of that isn't going to happen. No, because we found out just how much of an awful D-bag the company's founder and head designer is. Yeah. And uh, basically, everyone was like, fuck this, and they left. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, the publisher, 505, has talked about how there's going to be... Uh, basically, what's done is done, the, the content mm-hmm. that's been done, but... Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, that is largely going to be it. The other stuff isn't going to happen. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the they're also talking about the re- uh, retail edition that's going to be happening for the Switch, uh, so that the content that's in there is kind of it. Yeah, uh, and they say Indivisible is a game of diversity, inclusion, friendship, and evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, five Five Games worked with the talented and creative people at Labs here for many years to bring Indivisible to life. We are mm-hmm. proud of the game that was created and are happy that it has received the positive response that it deserves. We are sorry the journey has ended this way. Yeah. Yeah, which... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, fortunately, I mean, fortunately, Indivisible as is, is a complete game. So, yeah. I mean, you know, there is a full story and full content and all that already. You know, yeah. you're not really missing out on anything substantial. Um, yeah, and I'm... 
I would hope the people that backed it are more understanding that kind of there's the things have burnt to the ground essentially for this developer. Yeah. There's not really much else that can happen unless somehow Mike Z convinces other people to come in and help finish his stuff. And with the reputation he's got right now, yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. It would be in his best interest to potentially just sell Indivisible to 505 Mm -hmm. uh, and let them kind of do with it what they will, Mm. uh, which would probably be a better place for it. Yep. Uh, Rid him of the baggage and let them have uh, the thing that uh, uh, he doesn't deserve. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's... uh, that's kind of it for this week. Pretty much. A little bit of a downer ending, but also we got a lot of good stuff here to talk about. Yeah. Uh, reminder, Cyberpunk 2077 is basically done and uh, is going to be coming out in a little over a month now. So, yeah, it's years of waiting finally paying off. So, Yeah, and the new consoles are here in just over 30 days. Yeah. Uh, 30 days until the Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. And like 32 until the PlayStation 5. So we've only got a few more weeks out of that. Should have more news to come for that stuff. Yep. Uh, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. But we're looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. We'll have more to talk about that stuff in the future as we get more information. So we'll see uh, how that stuff goes. Oh, yeah. Uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you to Brandon and Dan Ribb for joining us here. Yep. Uh, I am your host, Chris Logi. We'll be back next week. And, oh, my God, it's almost here. Yep, yep. almost here. Whatever um, you want, it's almost here. Mm-hmm.